Good evening, and welcome to the Revelation Power Podcast. I'm author and host Kevin Hopkins, and this is episode 159. Tonight we take up the discussion that we left off in John chapter 14, and we are beginning now in verse 15. And this little section that we're going to cover in this episode is really important because it is the words of Jesus about the Holy Spirit. And this is really the first time in the Gospel of John that Jesus talks to the disciples about the nature of the Holy Spirit and how it is that the Holy Spirit comes to them. So we'll pick up in John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and then I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he lives in you and will continue to be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me, and I in you. We're going to stop right there. Um, We're back to my rule of read just far enough until something captures you and you can take it with you through the day and stop there. Well, this section, though small, says a lot. It starts with, if you love me, keep my commands. Now, Different English translations say, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Or if you love me and you keep my commands, then. This is not an if-then statement. This is, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, as you live in this relationship of love with me, Jesus says, I will go to the Father on your behalf because he goes to the Father on the behalf of those who live in relationship with him, who live in his love, who abide in the love of Christ. That's what it means to be in Christ. If I am in Christ, then I am living in that loving relationship with him, to him, from him, with him. I am wrapped up in that relationship of Christ's love. And then I am one of those people on whose behalf he goes to the Father, first for salvation, redemption, forgiveness, sanctification, and then for this purpose. Keep my commands because you love me and I will ask the Father and he will give you or he will send you another advocate. another advocate. Well, Jesus is our advocate for what? He's our advocate to be justified before the Father. He's our attorney. He's our friend, our counsel, our guide, and our representative before the Father. That's how he is our advocate. He is actually our judge advocate because 
he says, all power has been given to me to judge. And so he's not only the one who's going to argue our defense, he's also the one who's going to judge us. Our chances are pretty good of being judged favorably when our attorney is also our judge. And now he says, live in this loving relationship with me and I'll speak to the Father and he will send you another advocate, another friend, another representative. But this one does something different. Jesus stands before the Father on our behalf. And the Bible says, is forever interceding from that position, from his spot in the seat right next to the Father. He's turning to the Father and saying, um, I got something to talk to you about regarding our friend, Kevin, down there, trying to live his life the way we, we, all, we call him to in this, in this loving relationship. Now, Jesus says, I'll send you another advocate, the Father. I'll talk to the Father. The Father will send you another friend, another defender, another advocate, the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth. Now, in heaven, we don't need a truthful advocate because everything there will be truth. We won't have to confront lies and misteachings and deceptions when we're in heaven. That stuff won't be there. But in this life, we need an advocate of truth. We need God's friend, God's spirit to come and share with us the truth and help us to see through the deceptions, through the lies, through all of the murkiness of this world and into the truth. I will send you another advocate who will be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Now the world cannot receive him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Well, when we first read that, we think, if you're talking about the Holy Spirit, we don't see him either. Physically, that's true. But not completely. It's, it's not only not true spiritually, but it's not always true physically. Because truth is obvious by its fruit. Now, you and I live in a world that majors in getting people to see anything besides the truth. We call it nuance. And you hear people all, this, all the time when they're asked a very clear question with very clear answers, they, they obfuscate by saying, well, one has to consider the nuances of that argument. Whenever you hear somebody slide sideways like that, you know they're about to lie to you because that's what the world means when it says nuance. It means the slight falsehoods that can be worked into this situation to confuse the issue for you. There are a myriad of examples we could pull from. How many genders are there in this world? Is there a difference between sex and gender? Honestly, there's not. You are born male or female. 
that is your sex. Your gender is the the definitions by what you do, how you act out being male or female. But if there are only two sexes, then there can only be two genders. You and I don't get to redefine what it means to be male, to be female. That's the the argument of falsehood starts to say, well, that's really a nuanced issue. And so you end up in this ridiculous place where we find ourselves today where everyone will admit, well, there are two sexes, but there are innumerable genders. So you have people who are male, but want to live as female, who are female, but want to live as male, who are male, but want to live as both, who are female, but want to live as both, who are male, but don't want to live as either one, who are female, but don't want to live as either one, who are male, but want to live as some differently defined third entity, who are female, but would like to live as a differently defined third or fourth entity. You see where it goes? It goes into the swamp. It goes into murky green algae water, where there's nothing defined, where there's no truth, where there's no deception or lie, everything is acceptable. And in the real world of truth, of light and dark, in the world of the gospel, that's a world of lies. And the interesting thing is that most of us understand that there is a truth, but Many people in our society today are afraid to stand up for the truth because they'll be canceled. They'll be ridiculed. They won't be cool anymore. They won't be hip anymore. These ideas started in the 60s when it became cool to be cool. Yo, dude, you're cool. Cool meant you would go along with whatever the cultural fad was of the moment. And the fads in the 60s were relatively few. But if we could make it important for people to be cool, for people to be acceptable to the counterculture, then the counterculture could drive their behavior. Do you see how they've used this? And this wicked world has used cool. If you can convince people that it's cool to wear jeans that look like they've been through a shark attack, People will go out and buy the raggediest, nastiest looking jeans and put them on and call them new. And and it's like they're not even there. And if someone from a sensible culture came and saw this, they would say, can you not afford good clothing? Are these raggedy things all you've got left to wear? But you see, no, it's cool. A couple of years ago, it was these moon boot things that looked like Han Solo boots. You know, moon boots were cool back in the 70s, and then they they fell out of fashion. And so instead of making them shiny silver with plastic covering, people started making them out of leather and calling them Ugg boots. And, And Ugg boots were all the rage a couple of years ago. And everywhere I traveled for business, there were people everywhere wearing Han Solo boots. 
Those are moon boots. They just made them out of leather now and called them Ugg boots and charged 14 times as much for them and tried to convince you that they were cool. But they're not cool. They're ugly. That's why they call them Ugg boots. You see, people do foolishness because other people say it's cool. And by the same token, people won't engage in truth because the truth isn't cool. In the news recently, um, at the in the at the danger of of dating this podcast, I'm I'm going to jump right in because it's such a great illustration of what we're talking about and what Jesus is trying to promise us in the Holy Spirit here. An advocate for the truth. So, in the in the news in the recent months. Uh, a beverage company who's been very, very famous in the adult beverage world ruined their business in about 30 hours by getting a transsexual activist to represent their product in like one commercial that wasn't really even supposed to be seen by that many people, but the media got a hold of it and other outlets got a hold of it and blew it way out of proportion for what the beverage company ever thought it would be and tanked their business because they had built their business on Bubba out there running his backhoe. And at the end of the day, he'd like an ice cold beverage and this one had less calories and it was the drink of choice for all the Bubbas on their backhoes and their horses and and in their four wheel drive vehicles all over the country. And they got this man pretending to be a teenage girl maybe even a prepubescent girl, to represent the product in this one commercial, but it went viral and everybody saw it. And all the Bubba's in the whole world said, we ain't drinking that no more. And it has cost them billions, billions of dollars of revenue to try and relate to 0.0045 of the population. 45 ten thousandths of 1% of the population is what they were trying to reach with this dumb transsexual outreach and they tanked their business. Now, what's been interesting is the other companies in their rush to join the fray have followed that beverage company right off the cliff. Major retailers, major clothing outlets, uh, a car company, all seemingly rushing to run over the cliff to be cool and commit corporate suicide. They've spent decades building a brand name and a reputation, and in a moment's time, they ruin it trying to be inclusive or cool or accepting of 0.0045% of the population, over less than 1%, a a tiny fraction of 1%. They ruin their business with the 40% market share that they held. And they think that's business? And when they back away and say, wait, we're losing billions. We've got to go back to what was our message before. We've got to abandon this lunacy. Then I just saw in the news the other day that that one of these trans activism groups 
is threatening to bomb retail stores for, for pulling their merchandise out of their stores when it was costing them billions to have it there. It's, it's commercial terrorism. And so people are terrified to stand up for what's right for fear of the social warrior terrorists coming to get them. And it's becoming more and more pervasive in our society by the day. And more people, including churches, are afraid to stand up for the truth. The world cannot receive this spirit of truth because it does not see him and it does not know him. You know him because he lives in you and will continue to be in you. So you see what he says about the Holy Spirit is he's going to be with you. If you are a Christian person and you are living in that loving relationship with Jesus Christ, in order to argue the culturalism of this world, you are going to have to ignore the voice of truth inside you. That same voice that says you're forgiven, that same voice that says you're worthy, that same voice that says you are loved and redeemed and cared for, that same voice that says you have a heavenly father who will never stop loving you, it's the same voice that you're going to have to absolutely disregard to involve yourself in the muck of the half-truth or the one-tenth truth or the hardly any truth at all. You see the danger of that? The voice that you're going to have to ignore is the voice of the Spirit of Truth who is one with the Son and one with the Father. You're going to have to ignore the voice of God in your life in order to be cool. And that's the choice you're going to have to make today, tomorrow, the day after that, the day after that. You're going to have to make that choice at work. You're going to have to make that choice within your family. You're going to have to make that choice with your friends. You see that retailer that drove off the cliff behind the beverage maker? They, they entered into a contract with a merchandiser who was an avowed Satanist. An avowed Satanist. And when I got on social media and I pointed out that the, the liaison was between the retailer and an avowed Satanist, the, the merchandise didn't really matter at that point. I don't care if that guy's merchandising drain cleaner. He's a Satanist. And once you start to do business with a Satanist, then you adopt that entire value system. And if that value system is behind all of this sexual new revolution in our culture, then you and I, who know the truth and have the spirit of truth, ought to see where it's coming from, hadn't we? When one of the designs from that designer says, Satan loves your pronouns, or Satan loves all pronouns, well, all pronouns 
are only valuable if they're properly used. That's the truth. Pronouns are a linguistic function, and they clearly describe a person in pronouns or a group of people with a generic pronoun. But that generic pronoun still has gender. It still relates to that group of people in a truthful way. But you see, the Satanists want you to use pronouns in untruthful ways and, and want you to believe, and I think it's true, that Satan accepts using pronouns in perfectly untruthful ways. Satan accepts using everything in a perfectly untruthful way. Satan is the father of lies. The first time in, in the story of our faith that we see his influence is as he's lying to the first woman ever created. Yeah, he's the father of lies. So, of course, he accepts false pronouns. And so I got on social media and said, look, we ought to see this connection with the Satanist and understand what the agenda is here. And instantly, people started replying to me in rainbows and unicorns and all kinds of colors and, and designs that this Satanist had put into these retail stores, rainbow-colored onesies for adult men and calling me a hater and calling me a bigot and calling me all manner of names. Well, sure, that's how the devil reacts when you put your finger on him. When you decide that what you're going to deal in is the truth, then everything that's not the truth is going to scream back at you. My encouragement for you today is to accept the advocacy of the spirit of truth and to not ignore that voice in you that says, this is truth and that is a lie. And no matter who tries to pull you in to the muck of culturalism, of humanism, of, of everything's okay, let the voice of truth speak in you and guide you, as the Bible says, into all truth and no part lie.